Welcome to No Challenges Remaining, an emergency episode of NCR. We're coming to you late in our respective evenings. Well, my respective evening is like 11.30 p.m. And I'm Ben Rothenberg, and I'm being joined by Tumani Cariol, who is five hours later than I am, even 4.30 a.m. Tumani, thank you for being here on what is a pretty fascinating, momentous evening in tennis suddenly. Yes. Well, early morning where I am, but thank you for having me. <laughs> so you were on the show a couple months ago talking about the emergence and growth of both Coco Golf and Naomi Osaka as finding their voice in the wake of continued racial injustice, police violence against African-Americans, continuing issues that have embroiled America during the summer, one of many things that's embroiled this America during the summer. And we have seen that hit the tennis world in a big way today. I heard it the sports world more largely. Uh, it started off in the late afternoon when the Milwaukee Bucks uh, basketball team, NBA team, announced they were not going to take the court or did not take the court. I think it was really, wasn't really announced before they didn't take the court. Did not play their playoff game today in Orlando. And then the rest of the NBA games were canceled as well, with the other teams sitting out as well. A one baseball team, also from Wisconsin, where the most recent high-profile police violence happened, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers also decided not to take the field for their game. Cut to a couple hours after that, Naomi Osaka, who had reached the semifinals of the Western Southern Open, she put up a statement uh, that she was going to withdraw from the tournament. So Naomi wrote... As many of you are aware, I was scheduled to play my semifinals match tomorrow. However, before I am an athlete, I am a black woman. And as a black woman, I feel as though there are much more important matters at hand that need immediate attention rather than watching me play tennis. I don't expect anything drastic to happen with me not playing, but if I can get a conversation started in a majority white sport, that I consider that a step in the right direction. Watching the continued genocide of black people at the hand of the police is honestly making me sick to my stomach. I'm exhausted of having a new hashtag pop up every few days, and I'm extremely tired of having the same conversation over and over again. When will it be enough? And then she ends with the names of uh, four recently murdered black people, Jacob Blake, Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain, George Floyd. Uh, her coach, Wimpasset, tweeted in support of this. Other people, I think, were supportive as well. There were some rogue people feeling bad for Annette Contavite, who had lost to Osaka uh, on earlier on Thursday, or sorry, earlier on Wednesday, and some people thought, like, he should, she should have, yeah, and honestly, if Annette kind of like wanted the chance to boycott the semifinals, she could have just beaten Naomi, but Naomi was in that match, got to decide what to do with that match, and I have zero, this is not a situation where it's like she had a preseason injury, she was joining a movement, this was something that started with the Milwaukee Bucks, as far as we know, and really spread quickly, and Milos Ronich. Uh, who was the last match of the day to finish in quote-unquote Cincinnati in New York. Uh, he uh, had also been following the day's events. that started with the Raptors, I think, talked about not playing as well, the Canadian NBA team, and also uh, the Bucks and stuff. And so I asked, he had just come straight off court uh, after winning his match over Philip Krajinovic. He had not seen anything about Osaka's withdrawal. He was still in his match kit and everything. But I asked him about this, and he had some pretty interesting and, and supportive and forceful things to say. So I'm going to hopefully put the audio of everything Milos had to say right here. I, I don't know how much you've followed what's been going on in the world of sports today. In terms yeah, of the Bucks And Naomi, I don't know if you see the Osaka stuff. Uh, that and I Naomi, Okay, so Naomi Osaka announced, I guess, during your match that she's not playing tomorrow. Okay. Um, and there's some talk about how much more disruption there could be to the tournament or if the tournament could pause or 
something out of deference for what's going on in the wider sports world. I, this is first, I guess you're hearing it that, but I'm curious what you would make of, of that and of the, of the, this pretty sharp spike in athlete protests in terms of stopping games that we're seeing today. It's a tough time for everybody for uh, this to happen in a very visual and disturbing way twice within. And obviously it's happened many times over, but I think it really garnered a lot of attention, which it deserved many times earlier as well, but due to many people being at home and uh, not busy and about in uh, their own d uh, days per se. But I think, uh, you know, having a sign somewhere of support, um, banners at a tournament or uh, wearing a shirt and a warm-up in an NBA game, it can only do so much. And I think real disruption, I think that's what makes change. And I think a lot of real disruption uh, is caused by affecting people in a monetary way. And that can, that can force some kind of change. So I'm hoping with what the NBA does, and I'm hoping that we, at least on the men's tour as well as the women's, uh, we band together and we show our support because there's uh, many people that are not being treated fairly or being uh, disrespected, having to live in fear. And a lot of things that I've never had to, had to experience. It's, it's very uh, unfortunate, it's very sad, and I'm hoping that there is a change, and I'm hoping that the actions that do take course over the next days, weeks, months, years, this isn't going to change in a day, really do create a change, a systematic change that provides an equal opportunity for, for everybody, especially in the free world. I know, I apologize for springing this on you right after your match, if you're still in your match yeah, kit and everything, right. but with, with Osaka pulling out, is, is that an example you would ever consider following if there is some sort of movement among the players to, to not hold this tournament tomorrow to not play matches tomorrow yeah i, I would support it you know I, there was parts of me that did think about it today before my match but the the way tennis is structured it's a walkover yeah. and another person continues right it's not going to be something yeah. you know maybe but when the I match was, doesn't happen it's, it's, yeah it's a match that doesn't happen you know i don't think i was picked up today by espn how much how far that would go you know how many i'm no disrespect to tennis channel but compared to espn how many eyeballs are on uh, difference on on those two so um it's something that was considered but i think to really make a difference it it has to be a banding together of uh of athletes and i think that's you know it'd be the same in the nba if you know right now i'm 30 in the world many people aren't going to care what i do it'd be the same thing if uh you know a fifth guy on a team stepped uh, stepped out for a game you know like Kyrie sitting out it, i think it makes a difference and it makes a point but clearly is not getting the job done. And I think the NBA has been right and they should be as proud as you can be. Obviously, it's sad that you have to do something like this to make a systematic change, but I think they should be very uh, courageous and uh, proud to a limitation of what they're doing at this moment. Thank you. Okay. Bill Simon, Bill? Just along those other line, that, those, that line of thought, uh... Would you consider talking to uh, Sissipas about possibly doing a joint uh, move? And I know New Balance is a wonderful sponsor, but would you consider uh, putting a patch on in future play? The, the patch is an easy thing, but I, I think, you know, just like you're seeing Black Lives Matter shirts, it's not what's going to make the biggest difference. And I would be glad to wear a patch, but I think 
bigger change needs to happen. And I think a bigger demonstration needs to happen and a bigger disturbance needs to happen. I would consider, not necessarily directly with Stefanos, I think with our whole group of players having the discussion of, hey, where do we stand about this? You know, uh, where are we at uh, with uh, what we can do to to do our part as much as we can, you know, a lot of us are from different parts of the world, but, you know, we come here to the U.S. to play every year. I think probably close to a third of our tournaments might be here, or at least a third of the big ones are here. We should do the right thing to support uh, this inequality and unfair, unjust behavior. There's a, a new sign up, if I have it right, on Ash Stadium from, from Arthur Ash saying essentially, you know, start with what you, you have, start with what you can do, and, and that, that at least is, is a first step. Do you also feel that uh, even small steps uh, sends a message? Uh, and it's sort of uh, ultimately there must be, you know, a deeper change. Yeah, I think small steps do if you follow up. And I think, you know, it's not about just taking one small step and then being like, hey, I'm done my part. It's about taking a small step and then looking to take the next small step. And I think that's sort of where the issue is. And I think with, you know, a lot of people opting out, for example, in the NBA, I think that was their first small step. Wearing the shirt, speaking out about it has been, and I think this is their next step. And I think we as players, as the ATP and the WTA Tour, need to uh, look at what is our next step, you know. You know, I, I don't look too much at sponsor boards. I'm trying to focus during a match, but during practices, I've seen the Black Lives Matters on the side of the court on grandstand, you know, but that's one court. I don't I don't know if it is on, on the necessarily the other courts, but I'm sure once we are playing on bigger ones that have that electronic board that can switch, it will be on more during the U.S. Open, but that's one small step. There's still next step and the next step just like you would build up a, a tennis career you got to build up the movement of small progressive steps trying to be better each day and make a bigger difference each day i, I, I guess it's too soon i guess to be asking this but would you talk to the other four guys three guys up in the tournament potentially about doing something coordinated here because i think you said like it does take coordination not just one yeah uh, you know it's sit out i think it's not about the three guys that are left in this tournament i think it's about everybody being on the same page um if three guys uh, four guys step up tomorrow but the everything continues as, as normal on monday when uh, the u.s open starts you know have we taken that next small step after not playing the first day like that's that's the thing it's not about just doing one small thing and then being like hey i did my part it's about continuously pursuing what what you feel is just and right and i think uh, it has to be a conversation with uh, our whole our whole group and uh, our whole representative players and yeah coaches and the atp staff should be involved in this as well it's not it's not just about about players i think you saw it started from the players in the nba but then uh, i think they called it pretty quickly shortly after after this the western southern open announced a couple hours later, we'd heard rumors about this, or West, there were definitely growing whispers about this for sure across a bunch of different channels. I was getting texts from people saying they were going to pause play, and then eventually, again, 
just a few minutes before we came on to record sometime after 11 p.m. on the East Coast, they announced that they are going to not play Thursday. And here's a statement, which is a joint statement from Western Southern Open, USTA, WTA, and ATP. They say, as a sport, tennis is collectively taking a stance against racial inequality and social injustice that once again has been thrust to the forefront in the United States. The USDA, ATP Tour, and WTA have decided to recognize this moment in time by pausing tournament play at the Western Southern Open on Thursday, August 27th. The play will resume on Friday, August 28th. So, Tamani, a lot to react to here. First, let's start with Osaka, because I think that her gesture was incredibly bold. I think it has to be the biggest sort of protest move, demonstration that someone has made, action that someone has taken in tennis on these sort of on this sort of front in a long time. And certainly, I can't think of anything that compares to it too exactly to this. Can you? No, no, I can't. And I think with, with this, it's, I mean, as as you've said already, this has been kind of a wave of, um, of, of protests, of, of strikes, which I guess we should say. And, and what, what's kind of impressive and interesting to me is that it's, this has come from teams and you know how teams are, they band together, they, you know, some, if some people are not thinking in the, you know, in, in the same frame of mind, then, you know, you, you talk with people, whereas with Naomi, it's just, herself you know she had to yeah. come to that decision herself and decide n- not to play and and as, as you said like with you know we Raonic was playing while this all happened and I was looking at the timings and Osaka's you know we were in Osaka's press conference and it had just finished when this all started so she had to she reacted also very quickly and was very kind of agile I guess and yeah it, it speaks to I mean, what we've spoken about many times about how how she's used this period and, you know, has learned a lot about herself, about her identity, about issues beyond tennis that matter. And just because now she's back playing tennis, it doesn't stop. No. And in fact, tennis can stop for this. I, I had asked Wim Fissette in his, he did a media availability today and I asked him about actually sort of that because I was, I'm still hopefully I'm writing a story about Osaka soon. I'm sure she's all the more relevant now, but uh, about how, if at all, you know, all the activism and protesting she was doing, remember she flew to Minnesota to join the protests at, at the site of George Floyd's killing. So she very, and that's not, people don't know geography, LA, Minnesota, not close together places. So she really has, you know, sort of let her, walk the walk and talk the talk I think it's very fair to say with Naomi on this and he had said previously you know that he that it wasn't getting in the way of her tennis that she was still focused on her tennis that her training hadn't been interrupted really to do any of this stuff Uh, but this is her taking herself out of the semifinals of a premier five tournament and saying you know this is there are more important things in the world that's a that's a bold bold take I'm trying to like okay just to put it in context the other events that are coming up in my tennis mind is it's worrying trying to come up with context for this Andy Roddick uh, pulled out of the Dubai tournament that he was defending champion at because of Shahar Pair being denied a visa to Dubai. Uh, one year she wasn't allowed to play there. That's a little bit similar, but still it's different than being on site a tournament and leaving it midstream when you're already in the semifinal. Just after fighting through a three-set match, you know, recovering from a set and a breakdown and going through all of that kind of yeah. mental turmoil yeah. and just being like, you know. And then... Yeah, and then uh, the other one, which I got brought up in Mila Franch's press by Bill Simons, who often mentions Althea Gibson in press, he was talking about Alice Marble, 
who had had written a letter in support of Althea Gibson in 1950, I believe, in terms of saying the U.S. Open should integrate and allow in black players, which it had not previously. And then that was followed, and they did. And so she was seen as sticking up for for uh, Althea Gibson. But these are, you know, those are events that are less kind of dramatic. Well, not I mean, le- less it, different. Uh, the marble thing is big. I'm not going to at all slight what marble did. That's a big, big thing. We still remember that 70 years later. But uh, for Naomi to do this, yeah, I, I, Courtney's on on this episode, but her tweet that she just put out right before we started recording where she says, never underestimate the strength of Naomi Osaka. And I think we're really starting to see Naomi wield her power differently. She mentioned in one of her press conferences, I'm not sure if you were there, that she thinks that players look at her differently now, that she's the highest paid female yep. sports person in the world. And I didn't want to sort of challenge that assumption, but I was like, there's a lot of things about you, Naomi, that have changed. I mean, people might make people look at you differently, and this will certainly be one. If Naomi essentially can stand up and stop a tournament, like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and, it, and it puts the ball, to use a tennis analogy, in 300 other courts. So many other players are now going to be thinking, okay, she did this. What can't, should I do now? I mean... You hope so, anyway. Well, they, they, I mean, some of them might dismiss it. I mean, I'm sure some of them will, but it it's it's a marker. It's a it's yeah. a, it's a flag that she put down. And and I, so I, I was also thinking exactly that about her saying that people are looking at her, like really looking at her. And you know, you know, with tennis, that when players do kind of break out and become big stars, and you know, and when they real when they realize that people are looking at them, they they tend to try to blend in more you know they become mm-hmm. particularly in this era in the federal era they become you know more agreeable more you know so to, to see that she's taken all of that in and still her instinct is to you know make make this stand and to you know not just be more quiet is kind of even more impressive i think that's a that's a that's a very that's a very good point i mean i so many times we associate making money in sports with silence, right? That's the traditional thing. Whether it's apocryphal or not, the quote that's attributed to Michael Jordan about Republicans buy sneakers too. That's his reason for not speaking out about various things during his career. Uh, And even if that wasn't something he actually said, and I think there is debate over whether or not he actually said that phrase, the ethos of it at least matched a lot of athletes at the time, that they were not putting their views out there to, to alienate people. And tennis has certainly been part of that for sure. And this is, it's amazing to me that this is the sport this is suddenly happening and again also only one really one person and ronich gets a lot of credit from me too for just being fully fully on board with everything that osaka said and was a very vocal defender again having just on instinct he hadn't heard about the news previous to me bringing it up with him or anything but um this is the sport still where there's still an arena named after market court <laughs> you know yeah. this is this is not a socially progressive sport in any way i mean the the uh, I think that the ATP, it's, it's a different issues, race and sexuality stuff, but the ATP for the first time this summer had an interview with Brian Vahaley on the website, which is the first time they acknowledge that gay people exist in an official capacity. And it's 2020. Like, so this is not a, a progressive sport on any measure on a corporate level. And so many agents are so risk averse. And that's really where it comes from. I think more than the players, it's, it's the agents, it's the minders, managers, whoever, who are telling them to, to shut up and play. Right. And even yeah. Naomi had said that interestingly in her in her pre-press. She said something that sort of surprised me or I thought was interesting about how she thought that she didn't have a right to say too much stuff about what's going on in America because she's not American. 
I think of Naomi Osaka as being very American uh, because not at all saying that she's less Japanese, but you can be a lot of multiple things in my book. And she is, she's, you know, been living in the U S since she was two or three years old and she's joining protests and, you know, she's been a citizen for a long time before renouncing that recently. Just she had to, because there's rules against Japanese dual citizenship for adults. So all that's to say, it's an interesting time for her to reclaim herself and to state as a black woman in that statement, uh, very declaratively. And yeah, yeah I, I, I just thought it was a, a super, super powerful moment for her to, again, really show a different type of, of initiative and leadership that we haven't seen from star players in a long time for tennis. And as, as kind of you're saying about her saying, I'm, I'm a black woman, you know, one thing that I've loved about her, like over the past, the past few, few months is that is how like freely she is able to be every aspect of herself, you know. Like, yeah. She can say, "I'm a black woman," in in this kind of context. She can speak about as a Japanese woman. She can speak about as a Haitian woman, and they're all kind of, you know, they're not. You, you, I mean, we've we've talked about this before and about how people constantly ask her about different sides of her and this and that and and what aspect of her is is black is you know Haitian versus Japanese, but she kind of she's all of these things and and she says it very easily and and you know I, that that's what i really like because you know people different people of different kind identities see themselves in her and and she's able to kind of say i'm the fact that she's able to say i'm black i think that's i'm a black woman i think that's very important absolutely and as she continues to find her voice and figure out where she thinks she can fit. And she's somebody who, again, part of the reason that I think what Courtney said about not underestimating the strength of Naomi Osaka is she's such an unassuming person in so many ways, right? She's not someone who you think of as being a sort of bulldozing force of a personality or of anything, but she's, there's a quiet strength about her. Um, and, an un, and, and sometimes a hesitant strength too. I think it's fair to say, um, I think sometimes she's not always aware of her own strength. And I think that's sometimes why she pulls back and is a little bit deferential on different topics when she doesn't always need to show the deference that she does. Um, and again, there's different cultural things I'm sure that are ingrained in terms of that, but yeah, it's, it's a big moment for her. And I, yeah, very proud of her honestly for this moment i think that what she's done i've you know i've talked about this in the show all the time the, the silence from athletes the lack of any activism compared to what we see in the nba in the WNBA, and other sports and other parts of american culture and world culture but especially from american context for this conversation that we we had been missing a moment like this i think in tennis in a lot of ways and so for her to, to make this stand i think is super super admirable and We'll see, I guess, to kind of pivot to the more practical stuff. Where does tennis go from here? So we're recording this at, you know, just before midnight. Uh, they have paused for tomorrow. So we have a day off tomorrow from covering tennis. I don't know what other sports are going to are gonna pause. I mean, there's still NBA games, I think, theoretically scheduled for tomorrow. Same with NHL, which did play on tonight. Same with baseball. Other Lots of other sports, too, could be having decisions to make in tennis. It's weird how tennis and NBA, like, they're they're – their moments of inflection this season are kind of aligning. It's interesting, but uh, what what should what, do, what can tennis do? So we're at the semifinals of Cincinnati, which was already pressed up right against the U.S. Open schedule. They were going to have the finals, I guess, on Friday, right? So yes, the, the fi- finals for Friday. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it's Friday, fri- um, Friday and Saturday now, semis and final. 
if you are in the meeting room now at the ATP, WTA, Cincinnati, USTA emergency meetings, like how, once you've stopped, I mean, let's be real, they're not gonna solve racism in the next 24 hours. That would be great if they did, fantastic. I don't see it coming that quickly especially not during the RNC. So what do you, what do you think that tennis, how, how do we move on? Okay. This is our stopping, right? This is tennis hitting the brakes for this, in this moment. How do you restart? I mean, I, I guess I'd answer that first of all, by pivoting from the like boardroom to the athletes. Like as you said, regarding me, you know, Milos's press conference where he said, where he was talking about, the players have to be on the same page, right? And so, I mean, first of all, I'd, I'd like to see, I mean, clearly, the, there are, even just playing this tournament has been, getting people here has been such a chore because there are so many different opinions. So, so that's not going to happen. But in, in terms of like, you know, looking at Osaka's, um, we're, we're gone? We're, well, I, I was just going to say, I think it's, I think it kind of cuts both ways. And this goes for all those bubble sports in North America right now. Because on the one hand, yes, it's been a lot of work to get this together. On the other hand, it's a smaller tent than ever that you have to pack up and leave because there's no fans. You don't have to cancel any tickets. You don't have to leave any fans stranded. You don't have to issue any refunds for tickets if you cancel, which is always a huge concern, and even in terms of rain delays and stuff in tennis. You could stop the tennis and send the players home, and or the players could decide elect to go home. In theory, and yes, they'd be out of the TV deal. I it, that's I don't really see that happen. I don't expect that to happen, but I'm just saying, like for something like a one day stoppage, which I don't know if that happens if it's a normal time. You know, if it's quote unquote normal when they're on site in Cincinnati and there's eight thousand fans expected the next day. You know, can you all just say, oh, sorry, we're not doing tennis tomorrow? Come, you know, that'd be such a. It's it's we're in a more flexible malleable situation in a lot of ways yeah, think, so there's, there's much less to lose by by doing yeah. but yeah. i mean i just I, I don't see that happening at all like the tennis like stopping indefinitely I, I don't think a lot of players are on that black you know on that i don't think a lot of players care to be honest mm -hmm. i don't think a lot of players care about anything well they prioritize their tennis and 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 why they're there so but I, I would I, I would like to see kind of I I looked at like the comments and the people who have been supporting Osaka and I I would like to see those players kind of actually band together and you know Sloane Stevens and Madison Keys apparently and mm. yeah no and 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 see what they feel like what should be the next step for them. It's 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 gonna set an interesting moment. I mean, there's so many. There's so many black players more than ever in tennis right now, I think, fair to say, at least definitely women's tennis. Women's tennis, for sure, yeah. And there's so many young black players, too. I mean, we're having like Robin Montgomery, 15 years old, is going to be playing the U.S. Open yeah. next year. I'm sorry, next next week is scheduled to, and she's already in the bubble. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big decision to put on everyone's shoulders right now. And yeah. so I'm, I'm hoping that they're, well, okay, if I'm tennis, I'm hoping, and again, my ambivalence about there being sports right now remains. But if I'm tennis, I'm doing everything I can to assuage and to try to like whatever kind of visible things they were doing about having Black Lives Matter, you know, show up on the backdrop in Lexington or having it in a little sign and on the court in Cincinnati grandstand court, like triple down on that. But also 
know that it know that it I, I don't know but it's ever, is that ever enough that's what Milos said I mean Milos was sort of saying he was against the sort of like t-shirt bandages he doesn't think that does anything wearing a t-shirt which I completely agree with largely I mean I mean I think like putting it's it's had an effect of putting people on the same page but at the same time like yeah it, it you know it's not just the the mere fact of the symbol or, or black lives matter or whatever but the fact that now you know in the nba it's it's the it's not a protest it's the the um, organization giving players permission to put things on their shirt which kind of defeats the whole point of you know of speaking out of of kind of making of making a, a, a gesture like the one that they've they've made today by not playing so yeah i, I, don't, I don't think that them put, putting more like black lives matter signs even for me like just i i, I must say like i was very kind of apathetic over even in Lexington, and and even here, just the, those signs like <laughs> they don't they don't do anything. I mean, like I think it is better than nothing. I think I think that's true, but also, I think what Milo said was really smart. It's like it takes disruption to change things, right? So if you're doing something that's that's corporate sanctioned, yeah. like if the NBA says you can put Black Lives Matter on your jersey and you yeah. put Black Lives Matter on your jersey what are you doing besides picking a pre of something from the the already written menu as your option right it's not there's no sort of if protest has has to be on something about making people uncomfortable yeah. you're doing something that's very expected and allowed and sanctioned and, and, and the so yeah. and the obvious question is just where was all of this when it wasn't you know when it wasn't fashionable you know yeah a, a, a couple of years ago when when you know nothing's changed in terms of the definition in terms of the the pe- things that people are talking about and yeah. yeah no i mean this is black people being killed by police uh in these sort of situations is not <laughs> a new phenomenon the filming of it is a newer phenomenon but even that's not even that new and so we yeah and again i go to again i go bring back the market core things i remember talking about very distinctly in australia this year when, when John McEnroe and Martina Navratilova did their protest at Market Court Arena, or about Ivan Gulagong Arena, they, they called it. And they had their sort of, they went rogue and did their thing. There was just like, no one in tennis was joining them. And so like, even just this short bit from from uh, from Osaka and Ronich, it's, a he, it's such a huge difference between zero and two. Yeah. You know, such a huge difference there. And those are, those are Osaka's obviously a much bigger star than Ronich, but Ronich is not a nobody. Ron in no. his own way is is and he spoke very persuasively and he's not American and just some international appeal to it. So I was just gonna say that I think it's you know from him like it's good that it was you know he was blindsided with all of this he didn't have a, a moment to think about it, and so it, it, it's authentic. Yeah, no, he's been impressive in a lot of ways during this 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 comeback. It's been interesting. Um, yeah. So any any closing thoughts? We I think this is still very much a a wait and see moment the draw for the US Open is being made tomorrow um in, tw- in about 12 hours after we record this are they, are they going to do can, are they going to pause play but make, do the US Open draw and be like yeah oh reveal i'm sure it's going to be that way yeah that sucks but it's it's you know there's so much about this moment in 2020 that's all about like how much dissonance can you have how much can you act like things are normal yeah and this is a test. This is another test for this bubble. Yeah. Um, and bubble, I mean that literally and figuratively. Like, how much can sports be an island? How much can sports be a, an oasis? Yeah, and, and like on that kind of, I think to, today is the point is that we don't really need a distraction. Uh, you know, that that's what some people would argue at least that 
you know, the argument that sports is a distraction away from all our problems. Well, we don't need a distraction. We need to, fo- you know, focus on the the systemic issues in, in society and and all of all of those things. Not watch people hit, you know, hitting tennis balls in a bubble yeah. in the middle of a pandemic. You know, so. Mm. If distra- distraction meaning an interruption of focus from what matters, yeah, then that's a very negative thing. Yeah. In, a, in, a, in, a, in a sociological context, I would think in this moment of urgency. And again, people's mileage may vary. There, are, I'm sure there are people listening to this and people on tour. Uh, certainly I could probably name, throw out a few names of various American male players who would say, uh, who have been, you know, outspoken against uh, protests in sports uh, from black athletes previously. Kaepernick stuff, obviously. Maybe they're saying this is this is too much, too far. We should we should keep going and tennis has to continue. I mean, the sort of the sh- the stridency and stroppiness of people, you know, defending the right of the Atlanta exhibition or world team tennis or Cincinnati to go on, mm-hmm. and how we have to pick up and continue. You yeah. know, I'm sure that won't abate just because of Naomi Osaka totally, but I do think at the same time that she's an incredibly powerful and persuasive person in her way. And so yeah. I think this is a moment of reckoning for the sport for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess in conclusion, like I hope that the player, the like, the like-minded players, the players who do see that and, and, and are receptive and, you know, their interest is piqued by seeing Naomi make that stand that they are able to, I don't know, come together a bit more and, and, you know, I don't know, just, just come together and, form more of an alliance and not be so separate as for the the tournaments i i hope that this isn't like well i mean not i hope this can't just you know just because they paused for one day it isn't you know that the whole meme like that's all the activism for me you know that you know that it's fine but it, it doesn't solve and even that doesn't solve anything no it's not nothing it's not nothing but is it enough like no. definitely not it's the black square on instagram in a lot of ways and yeah and we'll see what what meaningful action does or doesn't ensue after that and you know i i don't envy the u.s open and usta and cincinnati for having to make these decisions right now uh, this is a, a there's a lot of this is a there's not a clear answer here i think it's also fair to say in terms of what to do yeah. but um and i also think it's tough luck for them that they, I think, are the slam that has definitely the history of being the most socially progressive slam, and they're sort of having to reckon with this now again compared to the place that has Margaret Court Arena. Yeah, but but I will say that like, I mean, as we said, like these issues have been going on. You know, like oh, when, yeah. when, when the NBA was coming back, you know, the whole kind of discussion was about whether they should play, and you had you know Kyrie Irving who thought they shouldn't return, and you know, and, and then it seemed that at least from, from my perspective, it seemed like. In a lot of ways, they kind of just caved and and opted for the, you know, Black Lives Matter shirt. What well, what I'm saying is that you know the U.S. Open was organized and, and came into this environment, and so <laughs> the fact that it has to now react to how this has evolved and developed, you know, is is that's their problem. And they and they knew and 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 I still remember Katrina Adams had a had a statement or acknowledgement of, of this issue during the U.S. Open comeback press conference way back in June. And that's one one part of the press conference that actually did age pretty well because uh, that hasn't changed. Like, they know they're doing this this in this moment. And, and yeah. yeah. 
yeah, it's been a been a, been a the longest year uh, of, in many ways, uh, and the longest night for you, Tamani. Thank you very much for being on here at what is now two minutes shy of five a.m. For you, please get some sleep. But, but no tennis tomorrow to cover, so you have some time to rest. I guess the draws, though. So yeah, I hope I was somewhat coherent today because I don't feel it. But thanks for having me. For sure. Thank you very much. That's Tamani Carroll of the Guardian. Uh, ben Rothenberg, thanks for listening. So thank you for listening. And thank you again to Tamani for staying up super late to record the show. And I'm staying up late to edit it. Appreciate all of you listening as well. If you have thoughts, we'd love to hear them as well. It's a very interesting moment in sports. And where to go forward from here is not exactly clear. But we'd love to hear your thoughts. Tweet us at NCR underscore tennis. Send us uh, emails, no challenges remaining at gmail.com. And send tweets to each of us individually too, at Ben Rothenberg and at Tum Carryall. We've gotten some great feedback or some very interesting constructive feedback uh, from not all of its positive need to be constructive for sure. From past from listeners on past episodes, really appreciate it as we try to get these tricky issues right. Appreciate any kind of guidance, reactions you guys can give. We take that all into consideration and hope to learn from it and grow from it as best we can. Um, I can definitely say that for myself personally as I try to navigate these topics, which I'm not always the best versed and very quick to admit. So yes, thank you for doing that. And thank you for listening to the show. And thank you to those of you supporting the show on Patreon. I super duper appreciate that. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash no challenges remaining. I want to give a shout out to our one new Patreon backer since our last episode, who is Claire Gitchum. So thank you to Claire Gitchum. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And if you want to join Claire and being a new backer, we'd really appreciate that. We have a lot of content planned for the US Open time. I'm hoping to go something close to daily and episodes. Not entirely sure what we're going to be able to do yet, but we're going to have a lot of shows from during the US Open. I think it could be a really interesting time to be podcasting and audio wise it might work out okay not being on site travel i'm hoping this will be a good tournament for ncr for audio coverage of this event as well so we're going to do a lot of ncr and hopefully come up with some more patreon only ideas too well if you have suggestions for patreon only ideas you want to see or hear we'd love to take your suggestions as well uh so also want to thank on patreon our backers at the slam champ level who get thanked on every show and they are Audrey Wellens, Joseph Haar, Susanna W., Mary Carrillo, Liz Kennel, Chuang Nguyen, Jonathan Weinbaum, and Betty. And we want to thank our goat backer, J-O-D. That's all from us. We'll be back with actually a US Open draw show coming very soon, draw ceremony tomorrow. So look for that this weekend or so. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, guys. My inspiration is my love of the song My motivation is what moves me along And if I'm true to me then I know I can never be wrong Cause I see everything in mirror screens When I'm awake inside the world in my dreams Refractor light within the blink of an eye Painting in rainbows